new season of Ancient New. We're back after the Christmas holidays. <laughs> okay, I I have a story to tell to the people. You're gonna do it. Um, during, so okay, we are now in one week of traffic stopping snow in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Over a week. We're a week and a half. We're not Almost. a week and a half. Eight days. It was it was it was Monday. To, it was it was Monday, and now it's Tuesday. Yep. So this is eight days. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the the cars are running. If you have a if you have a two wheel drive car, you can get around now. Um, round round get around. But uh, a week ago, uh, almost a week ago, last Wednesday, um, Thomas realized that he needed something in his house that he didn't have. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> I can't believe this. My first episode. Literally, I haven't recorded an episode of this month, this show. In almost six weeks, and we should we should preface this. I've been out because of I just had a new baby. My toddler got the stomach virus. I got the stomach virus. Probably some pink eye in there. Some different viruses. I don't know if I had pink eye. I wouldn't shock me. Snowpocalypse. There was Christmas, New Year's. Forty-eight diapers in an hour. You're probably going to get pink eye. I'm sure I had it. (laughs) Anyway, my um, knuckles were bloody from my hands. there, There was a clogged toilet at Thomas's house. And he realized he didn't have a plunger. You heard me just say I had the stomach virus. And um, right. And so he texted a group of us like Jeff Mason, Rob Logan, I can't uh, Austin White. Anything. Hey, do you guys have a do you guys have a plunger? And I was like, dude, you live like three quarters of a mile from the church. Just walk up there. Which the whole time Jeff and Rob were like, you have a Subaru. Just drive there. You have the only car that can get anywhere in this snow. Well. And Thomas was like, well, I can't. <laughs> I can't anyway, so we were like, look, just drive to uh, just drive to the church, which I had already loaned Thomas a sled so that he could take his little his little boy Jude sledding when when it snowed. Um, we have many sleds. So no uh, by the way, ancient and new followers, nobody loves snow more than Thomas. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I'm like st- Nothing to me is sadder than looking out there and seeing the brown patches of earth under the snow, which is so funny because nothing to me is better than flowers and stuff. But when it's cold, it's meant this to be This brother snowy. freaking loves snow, man. He, I he, do. He, he, like Potsy, he, what Potsy would say is, I want to get dumped on. Yeah, I want yeah. snow to fall in absolute sheets. Every, every year, probably right before Christmas, I ask the Lord multiple times for a blizzard. Just... I want a blizzard this year. Give me one. You got one, buddy. Yeah, we got we, we got ten inches yeah, of snow. It's the most snow Oak Ridge has had since the blizzard of ninety three. Ninety three, which is when I was created. <laughs> if you created? if you look at the calendar, it's like oh, there, yep, there it is. Yes, I was there for that one. I I was for yeah the blizzard, the blizzard of ninety three. Yeah. yeah, I was here. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I was I was here for the blizzard of ninety three. It was in April. And, um, this is in March and we got out of, no, we had one in April, dude. I thought it was like we, March. We got out of school for like 10 days. It was totally insane. It's so cool. Never seen anything like it. And, um, in any case, um, I took, I took a sled up to Thomas's so that he and Jude could sled, which there's some adorable videos of Jude sledding. He, he loves it so much, but I was like, Okay, dude, if you're not going to use your capable all-wheel drive vehicle to go buy a, a, a plunger, then just 
you're three quarters of the way, uh, three quarters of a mile from the church. Just go walk up there and, and get one, steal one from the church. And Thomas was like, that's what I'm going to do. So what, what we in our little group chat weren't ready for was that he took his sled with him <laughs> up to the church. Going to, like, when Lee says going up to the church, it's like the, uh, it's like the Israelite saying going up to Jerusalem. You know, it's like from wherever, wherever you are, yeah, up to Mount Zion, from wherever you are in our town, unless you're in Nino Mishler's neighborhood, That's right. it is uphill to Christ Community Church. That's right. It is on the top of a ridge. It's the, in fact, Nino's house, which is like uh, a stone's throw. 20 feet yeah. higher than the church is the second highest point in Oak Ridge. Is it the highest in my parents' neighborhood? It, the, well, the highest is that there's that house that on the way to your parents that has a little stone retaining uh-huh. wall yeah, around right it yeah. on scenic. Yeah. Um, that's, but until that neighborhood was annexed, uh, Nino's house was the highest point in Oak oh, Ridge yeah, cool. or that little island up on Ogden. Yeah. Anyway. So Thomas is like, I'm gonna take a sled up there because on the way back from from stealing a plunger, I can sled my way back to my house, <laughs> buddy. So here's here's what I need you to think about, dear audience: is a six foot three grown man in his thirties. I'm I've barely approached thirty. In his thirties, I had a thirtieth birthday since we in his thirties. Like using a plunger like an oar or like a, a, a pole in a gondola, yeah. sledding his way down, <laughs> down outer drive to his house <laughs> in 10 inches of snow. It was so fun. It was so fun. Just a. <laughs> it was so fast. Just a gondola, a gondola plunger. A gondola plunger. Yeah, my. A my, gondola. A gondola. <laughs> my neighbor. The next morning, we were outside for some reason, and he uh, he just was like, man, Thomas, I, I was out here. He, he was probably on his porch smoking, and uh, he said, I just heard this noise, this racket coming down the street, and I see this man. He, he called it a bobsled. In a bobsled <laughs> with some type of pole. I was just like, <laughs> that's what he saw. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Was, and you were like, nah. it was a. I did not tell him. I was like, that's awesome. I, it was a plunger in a plastic sled. Yeah, it was a. It's a small yellow sled that's about three and a half feet long, <laughs> and I'm curled up in there. Man, it did help me navigate. Oh gosh, it is a little squirrely going down that hill. Well, welcome to ancient and new. Um, it's been a minute since since we recorded a pod. Um, I think the last episode we recorded was in uh, God's country in Powell, Tennessee, with. With yeah, Austin yeah. White, the big papa. I was not um, there for that. No. Welcome back to Thomas. Hi. Welcome back. You have a new child. I do have a new child. New child. New uh, New year on the calendar. New year in my life. He, he's in his 30s, y'all. Christmas. Lots of things have happened. Stomach viruses. New Year's. Snowpocalypse. Gondolier with a plunger. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, do you have a... Uh, we're going to talk about some scriptures mm-hmm. now. Um, do you have a scripture you want to take us to? Yeah, I've got a couple. I'm excited about this. Um, we were meant to record for the first time two weeks ago. That's when, that's when Jude got sick. Ah, uh, yes. So I had this one earmarked for that. Okay. Where are we going? Uh, I'm going to start in Luke 20, and then I'm going to hop over elsewhere. Oh, wow. Um, let's see. I'm just going to 
I'm going to start Luke 20 then. I'm going to slap chop my way over to Psalm 139. Oh, wow. Um, verse 20. <laughs> I think so we're going to start. There's a really small thing in here that I'm interested in dissecting. Carry on. Um, that I think can be corroborated with the the thing that I'm going to look at in Psalm 139. So corroborated, that's a big word. All right. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. By the way, I've been seeing this commercial. We've been watching a lot of Whose Lines It Anyway. Literally, it's all we've watched for six weeks. Really? Yeah, I love that show. It's fantastic. I can't think about that. I, I can't remember the last time I watched. Oh, you Are should. they still making them? Yes. Wait, yes. is it the same guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the bald guy and the... What's like, his name? I don't know. You don't know any of their names? Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, Ryan Styles. Wow. Drew Carey doesn't host anymore. Aisha Tyler does. Oh. But anyways, there's a uh, there's a commercial on there for um, this like new TV show, and it says the the world's most famous spy. Who do you think of? The world's most famous spy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Bond. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Who, who did you think of? Um, no, it's world's most famous detective. Is what it says. Who do you think uh, of? Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just, and then like my second thought would be like Hercule Poirot, right? Yeah, like Hercule Poirot. Yeah, yeah it's like one A and then like two A. One and two. I yeah, know I said one A two A, but I don't even know this guy's name. And then Miss Marple, and so, then yeah. and then uh, uh, Benoit from uh, uh, Knives Out. Exactly. So like, there's yeah. a there's a Rushmore of, of detectives. Whoever they're making the show after and claiming the world's most famous spy, I've never heard of in my life. I've been. Anytime it comes on, I'm like, Maddie, what the heck? And she's like, I'm with you, brother, even though, you know, I don't think she cares that much. Who is he? I don't know. I don't know his name. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I've read pretty much the entire Sherlock Holmes canon. I think I get to have these. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you spice yeah. You might though. as well live at 221B Baker Street. Amen. Okay. Although, if you got there, it would be on a sled with a <laughs> plunger. With a split. plunger. I wanted to just suction it to the middle and make it look like I was steering. But <laughs> I realized it would have been more useful to to row with it. Navigate. It actually really did help me. It's the craziest sledding I've ever done. Okay. Uh, we'll go back and start over. The spy thing derailed me. Okay. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something, he said. So they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. So the spies questioned him. Teacher, we know that you speak and teach what is right and that you do not show partiality, but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And then it says, he saw through their duplicity and said to them, show me a denarius whose image and description is on it. Jesus says this really cool thing there where he, um, where they, they're like, hey, it's Caesar's. So he's like, it's his money. Give it to him. I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Um, he does some really cool things with money, which I, you know, I love. There's the uh, yeah. awesome thing in, uh, gosh, is that earlier in Luke where he sends Mark or was it in Mark where he sends Peter to catch a fish? Yes. Yeah. Um, just some cool stuff with money. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, you'll find you'll find a a, a drachma coin inside the fish's mouth. Yes, beautiful. The thing that I—it's just a tiny thing. I was talking about this with high schoolers this uh, this two weeks ago now, but um, in a little Bible study, it was the idea in verse twenty-three where it says he saw through their duplicity. Um, and we just you know talking about duplicity with high schoolers is a really a really interesting topic because there's a lot of it in their life, and that's not a word that you hear a ton 
in our language. You have to kind of unpack it a little bit. And, but then, you know, as you start talking about it, as, as I would, as a, you know, a, a Bible study leader or whatever, tailoring to high schoolers, you realize like that doesn't really go away. Like you, as, as adults, you think of high schoolers as being duplicitous and teenagers being duplicitous and college kids, you know, and it's like, Oh no, that kind of carries on. Everybody's kind of, you know, to some degree is putting on a front for everybody. And you kind of have to be able to, you know, except for the people you really know and love. Right. Um, and even that, like you're, you're trying to project something that you want to be seen and known for. And I just thought to myself, like it says the Lord, you know, he saw through duplicity. Here's, here's a group of people who were specifically sent to trap him. Um, it literally, like they sent spies. That's just crazy for me to think about. Like, you know, the, yeah, like they, they create the, the, okay. If you think back on this, you're like, oh man, they created a plan and they went through it mm-hmm. and they like rehearsed it. Yeah. And they had lines. Exactly. That's wild. Yeah. There was a lot of detail and, and it just, just super simply, he's all through it. Like <laughs> super small thing. He's all through it. He knew what was going on. Um, and this is a very detailed thought. Just like you're saying planned, detailed, scripted situation with professionals, right? Like, and Jesus saw through it like it's nothing. Um, and then I think about my life and the things that I'm duplicitous about. A lot of them are spiritual, if we're being honest. Um, and historically, a lot of that has to do with my relationship with the Lord. Me wanting him to see me in a certain way. Me needing, me thinking I need to be a certain way. Me thinking um, he wants me to act and perform and conversate with him in a certain way. And then I, I just in thinking about that and then thinking about how he responds to these folks. And it just says he's off the duplicity. Um, and he has a really creative answer to the problem that they have for him. And then I was thinking like, I wonder, uh, like how does he handle that in me? I'm not, I'm not always outwardly duplicitous with the Lord. I'm just saying there's plenty of times in my life where like I'm putting on a front with him. I, or with people who I love and I, I, I don't, you know, I want to hide the in the inmost, stuff in me and i you know if i had a bad day i don't want him to know about it which is all hilarious right like we talk about that plenty that's that's good um and i was just like how does he handle that in me and i was thinking back to this is this is the like the layup of all psalms but in 139 it says where can i go from your spirit where can i flee from your presence if i go up to the heavens you are there if i make my beds in the depths you are there if i rise on the wings of the dawn if i settle on the far side of the sea even there your hand will guide me your right hand will hold me fast if i say surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me even the darkness will not be dark to you the night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light to you for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb um, I just was thinking about like if I'm duplicitous and I'm trying to hide from him, Psalm 139 is like, I just can't, I can't get away from him. Um, and then I thought like, if that were me as a human and somebody was that way to me, I would do zero searching. I would not be chasing them down. I wouldn't really care that much. I would just think, okay, this is not worth it. I don't want to have relationships where people are fake with me. Um, let's be real or not be. And I'm not going to chase you down and do otherwise. And I just thought he must really like me. He must really, really think I'm pretty cool. If he's willing to put up with, you know, the worst stuff about me, if he's willing to, to like, you know, see through my duplicity and then decide, yeah, he's not going to get away from me. I'm not going to let him get away from me. Man, I just thought of, 
um, which you've actually heard this story before because I talked about it in a club talk many years ago. But um, I don't know of a story of yours I don't know. Yeah. Um, We've been friends a long time. Long time. Uh, so my son, Jack, is 15. Uh, when he was a little guy, when he was like three, four, five years old, mm-hmm. he used to do this thing where he would like, like I would put him to bed mm-hmm. and then he would like get out of his bed and he would get one of his toys and he would like like bring it back into his bed and he would just like keep playing instead of going to bed. Yep. And I would be, and I would hear him playing, you know, like you could hear the sounds of like um, a rocket ship or like, you know, laser guns or something like that. Like, you know, and like, and I would go into his room and he would immediately throw the covers over himself and like close his eyes and pretend like he was sleeping the whole time. And I would be like, Hey pal, I heard you playing. And he would be like, what? Like he would pretend to be asleep. Like, what do you mean? I've been asleep. Like, <laughs> same like that. Yeah. What? what? And <laughs> it was like, dude, I heard you playing. What do you mean? And I would throw back the covers, and then there's like some Legos and like uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. like a, a Star Wars, like a, like an X-wing or something like yeah, that, yeah. and a Luke Skywalker or something. Well, this <laughs> this one night, he's playing in his room after he's been put to bed. I hear the sounds of the and I like knock on the door. Hey, go to bed. He's like, what? You know, you could hear that. And then like a few minutes later, I hear some more sounds and stuff. So I go in, the covers are flying over his head. He's pretending to be asleep. And I kid you not, he had his bicycle helmet on his head. (laughs) That's amazing. It was like, Hey dude, I don't know if you think I'm an idiot or not, but like you got out of your bed and you put on your bicycle helmet. Where were you going, bud? Like where? (laughs) And like, am I supposed to believe that you've been asleep this entire time? Like you have your bicycle helmet on your head while you're in your bed. Buddy. Yeah. It's just that classic thing of like, oh man, I can't fool you. Mm. And yet this is, and this is where you're driving the ball, which is. I love this so much. And yet, you still want me. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a cool thought, right? Yes. That's all I got. That's good stuff. Sweet. Um, literally right now, Oak Ridge High School is calling me. I think they're about to call school again tomorrow. I'm so sorry, Thomas. Thomas looks so sad. No, that, that school, the other <laughs> school opened on Monday, even though the schools were closed. He'll be good. He'll be good. It's they're calling me right Answer now. Answer it live on the air. No, let's let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter one. I honestly I thought they would. Or I've been driving around today. I've just chapter like, three. It's not all melted yet. No, it's not. This will be the yet. longest run I can ever remember. It's an unbelievable I, run. It's kind of a it's kind of a joke in the town that we grew up in. Like this, the the town all that the we surrounding live in, towns. Yeah, all the surrounding towns get out for days on end. For they get out for wind. For, yeah, for Oak Ridge, is you know they just think. If we're not in school, I don't I don't know what they think, but they never cancel school. And never. It's been canceled since last Monday. So here we are. It's really unbelievable. Um, Where are we I, going? Isaiah chapter one. Isaiah. <clears throat> yes, Isaiah chapter one. This is going to be topical. Like a cream? Nope. Nope. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Sure. Okay, here we go. 
this is verse 18, okay? Come now, let us settle the matter, okay. says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. That is such an amazing thing. I Every single day since last Monday, I have woken up and looked out my back, um, my my the window to my backyard, and just enjoyed like the view of my backyard. Mm-hmm. Which um, podcast listeners, you won't necessarily be able to appreciate this, but I had like a a, a pretty small backyard and then gigantic wall of like um, privet and um, and honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. And then there was like behind that, there's all this property that is my property that's up in the woods, but you couldn't see any of it because this giant wall of, of privet and honeysuckle. And a couple of years ago, Thomas and I spent nine hours on a Saturday and, and then, and Joe as well, just like taking all that junk out. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a result, like you can just look out the picture window in my backyard and see all the way up into my property. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really nice. Yeah. It's really pretty. And like, it looks really cool. Well, during the snow, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty and it's untouched. Mm-hmm. Like we got eight or 10 inches of snow and then it just kept freezing. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it's so, it, it was so cold that like all the birds at my bird feeder, they just walk on the top of the snow like Legolas mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings. Like they don't even sink into the snow. They just walk on the top of it. Mm-hmm. I, at one day, I spread bird seed just on top of the snow. No, it didn't kind, go anywhere. Kind the, of your birdies. Yeah, the birdies just come down and they, yeah. and I, dude, I had, I had brown thrashers, you know, I had, um, had, you know, chickadees, yellow rump warblers, um, of course, cardinals and, and, um, you know, um, but you had a hermit thrush in there. Yes. Uh, I I had a, uh, uh, Eastern towhee, um, bluebirds, um, you know, all all kinds of wonderful birds. I I had some, um, I I had some of the, what what are the ones that are, that kind of look like, uh, crows that have been in car oil, the starlings. I had some starlings yeah, yeah. today, which uh, somebody was like, just throw a rock at them. And I was like, wow. They're iridescently, they're beautiful, and they can actually, they can speak. They can mimic human, human yeah. sounds extremely well. But they are incredibly invasive. Yeah, they they can actually do an impression of R2-D2, mm-hmm. which is just incredible. Yeah. A, like a perfect impression. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, like, um, I haven't done an amazing job of keeping up my backyard, like making it look gorgeous since we took that stuff out. But then 10 inches of snow fell on it and it looks like a painting. Mm, It's absolutely beautiful. And the thing that, um, and then a couple of days ago I read Isaiah chapter one and I'm reading Isaiah right now. And when I read Isaiah chapter one, I was like, this is, this is the human heart. But like Mm. the grace of God is like a snowfall. Yeah. It's like, I haven't done a good job of keeping this up, mm. of making this beautiful, mm. of like making it be what it needs to be to be presentable and awesome and amazing and gorgeous. And then 10 inches of snow falls and it's a painting. Yeah. And that's the grace of God in my life is mm. like you, you rain down 10 inches of snow on my heart and mm. it covers the whole thing and makes it p- 
picturesque. Yeah. And I just think that is so sweet. Though it says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Mm. And I've just been reflecting on that and been like, man, this that is like grace is kind in that way. Mm. It just covers over the whole thing. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, have you ever been around someone who's never seen snow before? Well, <clears throat> not totally, but um, I do remember the first big snowfall after Christy and I started dating and she had only seen snow like once. Mm. And um, because for those of you who don't know, my wife, uh, she lived in Tennessee until she finished kindergarten yeah. and then she moved to Southeast Asia. Yeah. So she moved to Southern China, which is equatorial pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then she, after that she moved to Manila in the Philippines, which is equatorial. Mm -hmm. So like she never saw snow. Yeah. And then came back home, came back to Tennessee for college. And the first time it snowed, it was like, she didn't even have a coat on. She was just playing in it. Mm -hmm. Like she was just like, she, she was like in a short sleeve shirt. Yeah just like out there and she couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. She was just, just like in total fits yeah. of hilarity. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like you, my, you know, we have a dog and whenever it snows, it's, you have a dog. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> let me say good things. Um, she, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's really, it's actually really pleasant to watch her just like prance and like she like flips the snow up with her her nose she flips it up and then catches it and I, it's it's actually i'm like it brings me a lot of joy to watch her do it and then jude you know he's he he saw he has seen snow he doesn't know that um this is the first like cognizant snowfall he's yeah. experienced right so i asked him the days leading up do you know what snow is and he would say snowman <laughs> like, cause we're just right after Christmas. Oak Ridge has these lights around town and he, he knew what a snowman was. Snowman cookies. He knew all these things. So, you know, if you, do you know what snow is snowman? It, and, and then finally it happened and he was just like his, whatever he had in his mind was not, wasn't, it just wasn't it, you know? And I, I imagine like, I imagine the Israelites probably didn't see snow a ton. Oh, that's an interesting. Think about like I would guess. Uh, um, gosh, Mount Hermon probably has snow on it, right? Yep, that's right. So uh, it's possible that you'd seen it, or like you'd seen it in the distance with some snow on it. But it's probably it's probably not a super common thing, right? Just or something that you like spent a lot of time with, right? So I I love the thought of someone reading that, having read that, or even just like thinking about. Um, like Peter going to the, to the transfiguration and just the thought of them being up there on like impacted snow that had been there forever and him just being like, Oh my gosh, I'm, this is more unbelievable than I realized. Yeah. Just all those dots connecting. I could be wrong about that because it is that way. Whenever you see it, you're just like, wait, this is more, more un unbelievable than I could have fathomed when you see it. Yeah. And it just covers it just like, mm -hmm. it's like, it just takes, yeah whatever the thing was and just makes it beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, have you ever been in snow? That's incredibly deep. No, I'm not like, this is no. deep, but I mean like, no. So one time I, I, I was, I think I know where you're driving. Well, yeah, I was backpacking. No. In, one time I was backpacking in Colorado in the summer and we're 14, 13, 1350 up. And we had to cross this like 
narrow passage that was, all it was was snow and it was sheer on either side. And our guides were these like, you know, I, I have, I'm responsible for a bunch of high school guys. Our guides are these like 21 year old, 23 year old college guys. And they are making these decisions. And I'm like 25 and with like, a 35 a year old man. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you think? Should we do it? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you, because there's no way to know what's underneath. You right. don't know. One step and you could send the whole thing falling down, which is just cool to think about. Yes. Um, and, and that's, and, and grace is just like, grace just comes, falls down and covers. Okay. And, and that's just a sweet thing. It's like grace comes down, it covers and it makes what wasn't, what was kind of messy and trashy beautiful right and that is such a kind thing it's such a beautiful picture mm-hmm. um Hope friends it never goes away thanks for well it's going it's going away why'd you remind me <laughs> i literally i wish i i wish we lived in a place where i wish basically christmas to like february 28th dude it was i would be so sick of it would you I, yes i'm already sick of it you? <laughs> Guys, here's Jude sledding. <laughs> I go again. I go again. It's literally, <laughs> he went down the bunniest of hills. Like, it's like, like a ball would technically roll down it, the but he got, pills. it was really cool though. Cause I went with him the first 10 times and then finally I said, do you want to go by yourself? And he was like, yeah. And he, I sat him in it and I, I had to try to communicate. How do you, how do you communicate to two year old, the butt Uchi? You know what I mean? Yeah, like the butt Uchi. And I literally, <laughs> so I was like sitting at your bottom and he was like trying to go. And I, I was like, jump, jump on your bottom. So he hopped and it inched forward, inch forward. And then boom. And he learned like, Oh, you have to bottom This jump. is a Baduchi. Yeah. Dude, Baduchi is the most Tom Froning phrase you've used in like six weeks. I love that. Baduchi. Uh, friends, thanks for joining us. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. So long. You reached down for me. You took hold of me. Lord, you rescued me from my enemy. You reached down for me. You took hold of me. Lord, you rescued me from my enemy From under deep waters when I was too weak In the day of disaster, you came for me I lifted my voice and you heard my cry You parted the heavens, you tore back the sky for me you took hold of me lord you
was your 